Three guys just making lists. Three guys just getting blitzed. Three guys, it's our top fives. You won, but also I won. And we're live. All right, welcome everybody to Three Guys Top Fives, the Ribbon Draft Experience. Tonight, we're minus a three guy. So it's two guys pulling the weight of three guys. Uh, but we're just doing our top fives and we're not, and we're not, so we're not pulling extra weight in terms of bringing more fives into the fold. Correct. Yeah. We're not going to do like a top seven and a half or anything like that. Um, (laughs) yeah, I'm just getting word. Uh, the reason Neil's not with us tonight, uh, it's just breaking news. Apparently there's no Wi-Fi in New Jersey. No, like at all. At all. Whatsoever. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So I guess, you know, maybe, maybe New Jersey should get on that. Maybe, I don't know. Do you write Chris Christie? Like, what do you do? I don't, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know. know. I, I don't even know if yeah. it's still around. So we'll, uh, we'll definitely keep an eye out on that developing news story right. throughout, throughout our time together today. Thoughts uh, so and prayers. Thoughts. Uh, so all of the thoughts and prayers, at least at least from my direction. Right. Um, so, of course, uh, everybody, welcome once again. Three guys, top five Z Reverend draft experience. I am Reed. I will be uh, the one with the beard. I am Dan, and I, I have a mustache, but I don't. Yeah, I'm not even going to say that. Never mind. Um, yeah, just a mustache. That's it. That's it. <laughs> No rape jokes. So we're uh, uh, we're obviously, if in case you haven't figured it out uh, yet, we're obviously down Neil tonight. Uh, but are uh, we though? Are we? Well, you know, kind of. I, I mean, mean, I think I think throughout the course of the evening, we'll be able to better answer that question. That's true. So that's maybe true. that's really what tonight is all about: is exploring. Are we really down Neil? It's it's an experiment that. I think it's going to be a great success or an utter failure. One of the two. Absolutely. And so, uh, yeah. so to, uh, well, uh, what, let's, uh, let's start to get primed. Uh, yeah. Dan, what, what uh-huh. are you drinking tonight? Well, I'll tell you what, uh, made on the shores of Lake Minnetonka in the great state of Minnesota. I'm drinking a natty light natter day. Um, in honor of, in honor of Neil though, I think what I'm going to go do is put a whole bunch of ice and blueberries in it just to completely ruin it. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Right now, I'm just drinking it out of the can. <laughs> and uh, speaking of uh, those those uh, amazing Minnesota traditions, yes, uh, I myself am, in, am enjoying a beverage made in New Ulm, Minnesota. I have ah. I have myself a green belt. Uh, there you go. It is a green belt blue. Yes. So it is blueberries are already brewed into this. Okay. Uh, so I'll be enjoying a Grain Belt Blue this there you evening. Go. So, there so, you go. So cheers. cheers. Cheers, buddy. Yeah. Or what do they What do they say in Minnesota? Don't they have like a special, like, oofta? I don't know. What? Uh, yeah. Yeah, sure, and you betcha. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, don't you know? Mm. I do. So, Dan, you and I have been talking yeah. a little bit this week. We have. Uh, in the absence of of the tall one, and uh, you uh, you had some opinions 
Uh, it seems like you had some ideas about something you were pretty passionate about. I did. I did. Um, I guess this is the portion of the, uh, of the, of the event where we, where we just kick off a good old fashioned fight me, right? Yeah. I think that's the direction we're headed in. So I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Yankee stadium is better than target field. Fight me. Ooh, man. That's, you know what? That's going to be a tough one. That's going to be a tough one to fight on. Uh, I, I'm going to be honest. Uh, I've been I've been to the new Yankee Stadium. Right. I haven't been to Target Field. Okay. I mean, that's one plus right there. <clears throat> right? Exactly. Like, Target Field hasn't even been worth my time to go visit. Yeah. Uh, but definitely when I was out in New York 10 years ago, I made sure to go see the Yankees and the Indians play each other. There you go. There you go. And that's all you got to do. That's all you got to do. Um, what else you got? Well, one of the things that I noticed when I was out there is that we, so we, uh, we, we got our tickets uh, the day of the game, mm-hmm. uh, and of course we got we got cheap seats uh, just because we wanted to we wanted to have a little freedom to roam around. You spent a lot of money on seats that you you feel glued to the seat, and so right. we got the cheap spe- seats and we spent forty five dollars on seats that were about five rows from the very last row in right field. And one of the things I noticed right away was that if you're sitting up in that upper deck in right field, you can't see the whole field. And let's be honest, who wants to watch the right fielder play anyway? That's where they put the guys that can't play any of the other skill positions. They only hit a ball in that direction if they're trying to pull for a run. So there's not a whole lot of action there. You're not missing anything. And I'm told that at seats of target field, you can, you can see the whole field. You can, you can, and and um, I've been to Target Field. Unfortunately, uh, we we took a trip to Minneapolis when uh, my daughter was about two years old. Great town, great town. Target Field, you know. Here's what I'll say, though. Here's what I'll say. I mean, there are there are great seats everywhere in the stadium. You can see the field from any place, even even from the tunnels where you're getting your food and whatnot. The only thing is. Unfortunately, you only have the twins to look at. There's a so, lot of truth in that statement. And, yeah. you know, that that brings up a really good point. What do people go to the ballpark for? You go right. to the ballpark for the game. It's nice right. to wander around the park and see the sights. And they put a lot of work into you know, making those things fancy. Yeah. And, you know, the at Yankee Stadium, they really went out of their way uh, to make it so that the sights of the stadium, the Hall of Fame, the retired numbers, the statues, they're nowhere near any of the live action. So if you're going to go look at those, you're going to get up out of your seat, you're going to be really focused on those, and you're not going to be distracted by the game going on around you. So uh, New Yankee Stadium, they did a really good job making sure that they want to isolate the game distractions from the people that want to see the sights of the old game that used to be played there. And, and you know, if, if I'm going to pay top dollar for those tickets, those expensive tickets, they make sure to keep bandwagon fans out of there. And so you have the people that don't want to spend, I'm going to go to a ball game. I don't want to spend a whole lot of money. We don't want those people in the ballpark anyway. Uh, right, we want to, right. We want to be there. We want to be there for, for our own experience. 
Well, I was just going to say, and that's an excellent point because I was I was actually doing a little bit of research and I and I found out that the average ticket price for admission into a game at Target Field is it's it's pretty low. It's pretty affordable. It's actually only about thirty seven dollars and eighty cents per per ticket for average, um, which is great until you factor in that that's really like $12 and 60 cents an inning because you're only going to stay there three innings because it's the fucking twins and who wants to see them for more than three innings. You know, on top of that, you're, you're, you're onto something here about what yeah. we go to the ballpark for our own yes. experiences. We want to see the teams we want to see. Right. And let's be honest you're not going to want to shove your face full of all that really fattening food. And Correct. new Yankee stadium did a really good job. They're, they're routinely voted the worst ballpark food in major league baseball year wow. after year. They also had the highest prices. There are reports that you're going to wait in line for an hour to get your hot dog and your beer. Hmm. And that, that's a really another thing that New Yankee Stadium did that, that really helps to set aside the people who aren't there for the, for the real experience of baseball. I love it. I love, I'm really glad you brought up concessions, too, because I was doing some more research on that. And it turns out Target Stadium, Target Field, sorry, it's definitely not a stadium. It's a, it's a field. Uh, Target Field's beer prices, well below average uh, across the board. You can get a beer there from anywhere between $6.50 to $9. However, it's all Minnesota-based beers, except for Leinenkugel, which is made in the far superior beer-making state of Wisconsin, which is right next door. The far superior beer-making and beer-drinking state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's be honest. Let's be honest about that. Who's paying $9 for a grain belt? You know what I'm saying? Right? Yeah. Uh, another another really good point about uh, about all of this is uh... oh shoot I exhausted all my points. <laughs> well, I have one more. If all I right, can all right. So, so okay, so Dan, yeah, what, uh, Dan, why don't, why don't you lock this one down for us? Because it's still it, it okay. seems a little lopsided. Why don't you give us a lockdown? Okay, so turns out Target Field has the second best bathroom facilities in all the major leagues as voted by the fans, falling just short to the new SunTrust Stadium in Atlanta where the Braves play, which is great. However, in the, in the facilities at Target Field, they're also ranked number one in walking in and smelling the, the, just the horrible smell of lutefisk farts. Number one, number one in the country in lutefisk fart smelling bathrooms. I'm I'm pretty sure that no one else is going to even come close to rivaling that. No, because once you smell lutefisk, everything else smells like roses. Right? Yeah, it's 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 game over after that. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> okay, so uh, today's fight me is brought to you by Steve Anderson's Twinkies Bar. Steve Anderson's Twinkies Bar located six blocks just north of New Yankee Stadium in Brooklyn in Steve Anderson's basement. Hurry up and rush there for the uh, the mid-season specials. Now, baseball's not going on right now, but Steve Anderson has decided to continue his tradition of Steve Anderson's Twinkies Bar by offering discounted alcohol prices to people wearing a Twins shirt. You walk up to there and you say, Hey, Steve, I got sent here by three guys, top five's the Reverend Draft experience. There's a good chance he might not punch you in the nose. 
until Steve you tell Anderson. him you're a Twins fan. Steve Anderson's Twinkies Bar. Make sure you hurry there before September starts because once football's in full swing, he makes that conversion to Skull Nation. Steve Anderson's Skull Nation Bar where the purple people eaters go to fight other people and drink. Beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, Reed, I'm getting another update. Um, apparently, Neil has made Laura cry a a lot is what I'm, is what I'm reading. Uh... Sources are unclear as to what the reason behind that is, but apparently Laura is crying currently. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, he's in for a long night, I guess. All right. Well, let's, yeah. uh, you know, I guess I'm going to shift my thoughts and prayers to Laura's health and well-being now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh. Oh. All right, yeah. so let's uh, let's get a recap of this. Fight me. What? Do it. What we have discovered today is that Dan comes to us with statistics and numbers, proving yet again that those who work in Minnesota have a lot more are a lot more closely tied to those blue collar and hardworking folks by making things reasonable and affordable. However, while they do so, they continue to subject you to the Minnesota Twins, whereas the construction of New Yankees. Stadium ensures that you're going to get the ballpark experience that you show up for, whether you want to spend a whole lot of money, not see the whole game, or miss part of the game because you're looking at artifacts from a trillion years ago. One thing's for certain out of all of this, if you go to Yankee Stadium, you're going to spend a lot of money, and if you go to Twins games, you're going to have a crappy experience because you're going to be able to take a shit whenever you want to. The winner of this is the fans of any other baseball team. <laughs> I had this weird thought while you were talking about this, and I, I think it's funny that it's called the New New Yankee Stadium, and I and I wish that when they played there, they were the new New York Yankees playing at the New Yankee Stadium. <laughs> I don't know why they can't be for us from here on out. Right, the new New York Yankees. Oh, man. <laughs> Well, Dan, that brings us into the meat and potatoes of tonight's episode, our top five. Uh, this one, uh, this one was your was your mastermind, and unfortunately, we announced it uh, with each other uh, right before Neil decided to tell us that he's not going to be here. So, why don't you go ahead and share with us what tonight's top five is? Tonight's top five is five of the top players. That were definitely Minnesota Twins at some point in their career. All right. And Reed, you've got the first pick. Oh, I, you know, I'm really excited about this one because I was able to delve deep into the Twins ethos and the Twins history and uh, get a real strong understanding of some of the uh, some of the great players that graced uh, what used to be the Hubert H. Humphrey Metrodome, which was a giant balloon built on top of a cement cylinder that you got blown off of your shoes every time you tried to walk in there because they had an airlock because the dome was cloth on top. Not to mention they put trash bags for walls in the outfield. So there's so much truth in that. And so uh, yeah. what uh, what I decided to start my list off uh, tonight, my my number, my my first pick in the okay. draft of players that were definitely once twins. I'm going to I'm going to go with uh, a gentleman that was a uh, six time all star. OK, where at, in New York after he was traded from the Minnesota Twins. I'm going to go, of course, I'm talking none other than Craig Nettlers. Nice. 
Nice. Craig, I love excuse it. me, Craig Netters. Craig Netters, Netters the six-time All-Star for New York. I believe his slogan was "Netter done." So I don't know. <laughs> I it, it absolutely was. He inspired a whole generation of comics, I believe. Yes, yes. I love it. I love it. Yes. Um, my number one is is near and dear to my heart. A definite, definite Minnesota twin at some point in his life who fathered one of the greatest football players that has ever graced the NFL. I'm talking about none other than Pat Mahomes Sr., the first one. The, the great, 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 great... No, he was a really bad baseball player for the Minnesota Twins. Let me give you a rundown. He had a 18-28 uh, and 28 record with a 6.2 ERA and a 1.6 whip in five seasons with the Twins. In two of those seasons, between 94 and 95, he respectably gave up 22 home runs in both years, with 94 being especially bad because it was the strike-shortened season. So he gave up 22 home runs in a strike-shortened season. Um, his net worth over 11 major league seasons is estimated at $10 million, which is not bad. That's a, that's a good chunk of change. His son immediately eclipsed that by $493 million in just two seasons with the Chiefs. Pat Mahomes Sr. Pat Mahomes Sr. That's a fantastic pick. There it is. Uh, I'm, I'm, really, uh, I'm really interested in seeing what comes after him because uh, it's really hard to follow up uh, greatness like that. I mean, holding out. I mean, not Look, not trying I, to hold that one out, but going for it right away to make sure you grab it. I, I that's a lot of respect in your direction for that. I mean, you know, I have four more players that were definitely twins at some point. Getting back into it, my Woo! number two pick. I, you know what? I again, I went with another uh, another multiple all star. This I went with a, a two time all star, also a Golden Glove winner. I'm talking, of course, about none other than famous journeyman. Carlos Gogo Gomez. Yes. Great choice. Great choice. Uh, he was definitely, at one point in time, part of the Minnesota Twins. Unfortunately, never an all-star or a Golden Glove winner with them. Well, you know, what can you do at the Metrodome? Right. Yeah, you can barely see the ball. You can barely... <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, man. Okay, I'm getting an update. Um... Apparently, Neil has been stopped by security crossing the border between New Jersey and New York, which I didn't know existed, but apparently they're very serious about that. Um, they are rummaging through his things and possible that he might be he might be detained. He might be de it's going to be a long night for Neil. Long night for Neil. All right. Um my number 2 pick I'm going to go with a journeyman, a man who's played for several teams successfully, except for the Minnesota Twins. I'm talking about Drew Butera. Drew Butera. At, he had 490 at-bats with the Minnesota Twins, struck out 94 times. Now, I'm not a math man, but I can tell you that that's a 20% strikeout rate. He never got above a 200 batting average in three seasons with the Twins. But later, 
as a utility man for the Kansas City Royals, had his best season where he batted 300. I I can't tell you how much I enjoyed watching Drew Butera. Yeah. Play in Kansas City. Me me either. Yeah, he was great for us. Not, that's a solid. That's twins, a solid though. pick at number two for you. Yeah, not 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 so much for the Twins though. But he played for the Twins at some point. You know, I've, I've uh, my number three pick. I'm going with another individual that did, of course, at one time play for the Twins. Not only did he play for the Twins, he was the future of the franchise and the face of the Twins. He was such a big deal for the Twins that when they decided to trade him away, they got four players for him. I'm talking about none other than Johan Santana. Yeah, they traded away. They traded him for three pitchers and an outfielder. None of whom panned out. And, of course, Santana went on to have a pretty solid career for the New York Mets after his stay with the Minnesota Twins. Beautiful pick. I love Johan Santana as a Met. Oh, no, Neil eats all the burps tonight. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, we already decided that. Or did we? No, we didn't. But I'm deciding it now. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, he can. He can. He might have to eat those in jail tonight after being detained crossing the border illegally. I don't know, man. Things must be rough up there. And I, I wonder if it has anything to do with. I wonder if there's any connection between the the drop, the internet, Laura's yeah. emotional state, Neil's detention. I just. I just hope everything's okay. I do too. I do too. I do too. I'm gonna pour one out for him later. Oh boy! All right, so uh, it's my number three pick, right? Number three, yep. Okay, this one I enjoyed. This one I enjoyed a lot. I'm talking about a a man, a man that, uh, despite his remedial baseball skills, was just a horrible drunk as well. I'm talking about no other than Sidney Ponson. Sidney Ponson, in seven starts with the Minnesota Twins, had a 2-5 and five record with a 6.93 ERA and gave up 29 earned runs in 37 innings pitched. Not great. You know, but that's fine. That's fine. You know, you can be a bad pitcher in major leagues for the Twins. But it was his off-the-field stuff that made him such a great Minnesota Twin. I'm talking about multiple DUI arrests. One of them resulting in him punching out a judge on a beach on Christmas Day in his home country of Aruba. The legendary Sidney Ponson. Uh, so did, uh, what was, did he, was it a sanctioned match between him and the judge? I mean, did, maybe, so, maybe Santa Claus bought, brought him some boxing gloves? I'm glad you asked. I'm glad you asked. So, what happened was Sidney Ponson was driving his boat while intoxicated and was arrested and went to trial and the judge threw the book at him. And he didn't take kindly to that, but got off on a plea deal where he agreed to do community service, donate a whole bunch of money and say nice things about Aruba, but still held a grudge against the judge for 
not giving him a slap on the wrist, and so beat the shit out of him on a beach on Christmas Day. Sidney Ponson of the Minnesota Twins. Sidney Ponson, class act. Class act. Class act. That's a fantastic fantastic third-round pick. Yeah, I liked it. I, I thought it was a steal. All right, now here we are. Here we are in the home stretch. I mean, we can. Oh boy. Uh, we can uh, imagine that we're uh, at Target Field, standing on third base, oh, looking to go home. Like we're that close to to the top pick for both of us. Uh, but let's be honest: if we're talking about watching the Twins at Target Field, it's probably going to be the other team that's on third base, looking to go yeah, home. Yeah, definitely. So, with that in mind, my fourth pick of players who were definitely once at one time Minnesota Twins. I'm going with none other than Hall of Famer Rod Carew. Rod That's right. Carew. Hall of Famer Rod Carew who was so frustrated and infuriated with the front office of the Minnesota Twins that they he had to be traded away and they traded him to the California Angels for once again four players None of whom panned out. <laughs> but hey, love, one thing we can say is that Rod Carew was definitely, at one point in his career, a Minnesota twin. Also, according to the Adam Sandler song, Jewish. Hall of Famer Rod, Rod Carew. I, I, I didn't have a follow-up for that. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, I should have a follow-up for that. You're like, which Adam Sandler song? <laughs> oh, I I knew, which is I, why I landed in the Hall of Famer. <laughs> great choice. Oh, we got another grain belt coming another, out. Just a regular. It's grain like belt we're at Target one. Field right now. <laughs> the t- the grain belt, the taste of Target Field. <laughs> it's, what? It's windy and it smells like walleye. What? Mm. <laughs> oh God! Who farted? It smells like Ludafisk over here. <laughs> Oofta. 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 I'm going to go use the facilities, don't you know? Oh, oh sure, 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 sure. Oh, boy. All right. Number four. This is actually my favorite one of the drafts. This one. And, and I'll explain why in a second here. I'm going with the legendary. And I, let me, let's, let's start off by saying I, I'm a huge fan of of cool sounding baseball names you know like you got uh catfish hunter right great great baseball name like raleigh fingers raleigh fingers those are great baseball names then you got this guy his name is butch husky butch husky sounds like a it sounds like a hefty like uh children's underwear Butch Husky for the 13-year-old who's the size of a 20-year-old. All right, Butch Husky signed a one-year deal for $500,000 and batted a measly two twenty-three with five home runs and 200 at-bats. You know, not great, not great for the Minnesota Twins. However, his best moment in the Metrodome came when he was actually a member of the Seattle Mariners. When he ran literally face first into the center field wall, which he seemingly forgot was there while tracking a fly ball. And if you want to watch the video, 
it's on YouTube, and I might just <laughs> attach it to this particular draft because it is disastrous. It is like watching a deer get hit by a car. He doesn't put out a hand. He doesn't see the wall until his face is imprinted into the wall. And it's glorious. Butch Husky, a one-time Minnesota Twin. A one-time Minnesota Twin really working hard to leave his mark nice. in the Metrodome. <laughs> nice. Reed, I understand you have an update about Neil's progress. Uh, so I do have an update about Neil's progress. So uh, there was uh, there was reports of a car accident on the oh my uh, gosh. on the New Jersey Turnpike, and it was a it was a police cruiser that was involved in the accident. Oh wow! Uh, the uh, all of the uh, all the all 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 of the people in the car have survived. They're okay, fine. Okay, good, good. Sure. Uh, however, the back door flew open. Mm-hmm. And it, they just had the officers, and according to the officers, they were transporting somebody that they had detained at the border. Oh my gosh! And so reports are unconfirmed right now, mm-hmm. but it is suspected that uh, Neil is now on the loose. Oh my gosh, Neil! What are you doing, man? Has escaped police custody. Uh, if anybody in the New York, New Jersey area uh, does see Neil, please. Uh, approach with caution he does get a little skittish he answers to neil uh he enjoys he enjoys treats and snacks and also uh, vodka and lemonade so if you have anything of those on hand you could lure him in gently but do not attempt to detain please request professional assistance with that. for the love of god don't mention the minnesota twins he will lose it he will lose it yeah oh man wow Gosh, I just really, I just, all of my, all of my energy and power and thoughts and prayers are just going out to the Lord and that baby right now. I just, I can't imagine what they're going through. Right. It's crazy. Man, look, Neil, just turn yourself into authorities, Neil. Just, just, you're not going to make it in the woods, buddy. You're too tall. You're too tall. Okay. All right, so recapping the draft thus far. Uh, I started off today uh, looking at players who were definitely at one point in their career Minnesota Twins, uh, opting for six-time All-Star from New York, Greg Netters. Uh, Netter done. (laughs) Netter done. Dan responded in kind with the father of Chiefs' great quarterback and... Super Bowl champion Pat Mahomes Sr. I came again with another multiple All Star, also Golden Glove winner Carlos Gogo Gomez, and Dan finds another journeyman in Drew Batera. The response back from my end was Hall of Famer and, according to Adam Sandler, Yamaka wearing Rod Carew. Uh, Dan sees my Rod Carew and raises me. One class act, Sidney Ponson, the judge executioner. In retort, I respond with one-time face of the Minnesota Twins, Johan Santana, of which Dan raises me one Butch Husky, whose eyeliner is still somewhere on the pads of the Hubert H. Humphrey Metrodome. 
<laughs> that takes us back to where we're at. I think I flipped around my Rod Carew, my Johan Santana, because I had them on my list different, but I drafted them in different orders. So. Anyway, all right. So Anyways. Before we get into this, we need to make sure to reference that tonight's top five draft is brought to us by Dave Erickson's Big Night Crawlers from his backyard. Of course, everybody knows Dave Erickson down on 5th Street. He's got that giant mound of dirt in his yard. One day he goes to move some dirt and find some luscious night crawlers out there. He takes a, he takes a handful of those night crawlers and puts one on a stick and throws it right into Lake Wall and Pompack. Pulls out a walleye like you wouldn't believe. And you know how Dave is, everybody. Everybody's Dave's neighbor. Everybody knows Dave well. So if you know Dave well, go on down to his house. You say, Dave, I'm here for some some of those big night crawlers from your backyard. He's not only going to give you a bucket and a shovel, he's going to go dig out some night crawlers for you. And if he's feeling the mood, he'll even head, he'll even come down with you to Lake Wall and Palm Pack and show you some great spots to drop your line in. That's Dave Erickson's <laughs> Big Night Crawlers. Dave Erickson down on Fifth Street. Go to Dave Erickson's Big Night Crawlers.com. You're not going to find anything there. All right. So <laughs> Now, getting back to the number one pick of Ooh. players who were once Minnesota Twins. At one point. At Here we one go. point in their career. I could not ignore this fact any longer. Do it. There's a guy oh, yeah. who, has, who has not God status, but Titan status. Okay. Out on the East Coast. Oh, He's either your hero or your crusher. Mm. However, a lot of people oftentimes forget that his humble beginnings were not in Fenway Park. And in fact, they were attempting to knock Dingers up through the roof of the Metrodome and into that hefty bag in the back. That's right. I'm talking about none other than Dave Ortiz. Dave Ortiz definitely, at one point in his career, was a Minnesota Twin. Oh, he sure was. He sure was. Sure was. Wow, man. What? Boy, they missed out on that one. Big Poppy. Big. It could have been. It could have been big. Big Poppy, don't you know? But no, no. He. I think. I think had he stayed in Minnesota, he'd have been the big oof. Yeah. <laughs> the big oof. That. The big oof. Oh. Oh, don't you know? <laughs> Stepping up to the plate now is the big oof duh. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. That's great. I love the direction you went there. For my number five. Oh, shout out to Big Poppy. What a great career with the Boston Red Sox. Yeah. 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 Um, my number five. I went with this guy. Who, boy, boy, he sure did play for the Minnesota Twins. But he didn't play well. I'm talking about none other than Scott Klingenbeck. Who went 1-3 and three in seven games pitched with an ERA of 8.2. He had 42 total strikeouts and gave up 21 home runs, 111 hits, and in 76 and a third inning pitch in two seasons with the Minnesota Twins, and then retired. Scott Klingenbeck, a Minnesota Twin for a very short time before he realized he was a shitty baseball player. Oh, and there it is, folks. Me and Dan are our top five 
Minnesota Twins. That played at one point in their career. <laughs> but they were definitely at one point in time Minnesota Twins. So I hope I hope everybody enjoyed that one as much as Dan and I enjoyed researching it. Uh, Chris, what you can't see through audio media is that uh, Dan and I are uh, both, of course, decked out in our uh, Kansas City Royals gear, uh, being both, uh, being that we are both uh, pretty significant Kansas City Royals fans, uh, who some would say are rivals to the Twins, although hardcore AL Central fans say that nobody's a rival to the Royals because they call them the lowly team in the AL Central. But you know what? They're they're uh, they're just they're they're just the team that's number one in my heart. Yeah, and they're they've also got the most recent World Series championship of everybody in the American League Central. I believe uh, I believe the Indians are still waiting for that one, right? And so are the Tigers. Yeah, and the Twins. It's been Twins. it's been a while. Yeah. Sox got one in 05. but uh, yeah, those other three. Rattling around the toilet right now. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Well, that brings us into tonight's game. and I'm uh, excited about this. We're not going to be able to do this for competition. We'll just kind of do this for pride points. Okay. And, and what I've done is I've, I've come up with some song lyrics, but I really focused on Broadway musicals. Oh, oof. that is not so, a strong point for me, but I will try. I, will gonna, try. I, I just I narrowed down the field a little bit for you. Uh, name that tune. These are all Broadway musicals. I've got five of them for you. Now I'll let you know okay. that okay. these are these are all from known musicals. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take something that's you know an off Broadway or this is these are gotcha. Uh, um, uh, definitely known of the musical genre. So not nothing like No No Nanette, which the Boston Red Sox sold to the Yankees for uh, Babe Ruth, correct? Exactly. Okay, got it. All right, here we go. All right. Let's start you off with this this lyric from a popular musical. Okay. My heart wants to beat like the wings of a bird. My heart wants to beat like the wings of a bird. Oof. Hmm. I'm gonna go with uh, with carousel. Ooh, is it carousel? I'm, uh, I'm sorry. The answer was the sound of music. Ah, the shit. Song is shit. the sound of music. Of course, from the sound of music. Mm. So that Damn is uh, all right. That no, no pride point there. But hey, let's keep plugging along. Mm. Hey. I think I think right. you know the first couple of these games are always a little bit rough. So uh, let me give you this one. Okay. Here's a lyric from another another popular musical. Every morning you greet me. Okay. Small and white, clean and bright. Ooh. Okay. I know this one. Every morning you greet me, small and white, clear and bright. That is from. Don't know the name. I can't remember the name of the song, but it's it's from the musical Springtime for Hitler, right? I'm sorry. The song title that we're looking for is 
Edelweiss from The Sound of Music. Son of a bitch. Oh, I knew that. Of course, of course, of course. All right. Okay, you got your... your, your let's let's get back two. on the horse. Over two. I'm in your corner. Yeah. I believe in you. Okay. You right. got this. Okay. All right, here we go. Here's a line from a popular musical. Okay. Okay. Better beware... Canny and careful, baby, you're on the brink. This is a good one. This is a good one. This is, um, oh, geez, this, the song titles escape me. Can I, can I guess the musical again? Yeah, yeah, can go I, ahead. Go okay. Ahead. This is West Side Story. Oh, I'm sorry. We're, the musical that we're looking for in this one is The Sound of Music. This is 16 going on 17. Oh, God. Man. Man. All right. Shit. All right. Three. All, All right. right. Hey, hey, deep breath. Center yourself. Let's get some focus in. You got this, all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got all right. this. Okay. All right. Hamilton. No, I haven't even said the line yet. Oh, shit. Sorry. Right. It's a line from a popular musical. Okay. A prince on the bridge of a castle on a moat heard lay e odal lay e odal lay he who wow okay so there's yodeling involved okay that's a big clue there's yodeling um it's hello dolly it's the opening number from hello dolly i i like where you're going with that we were looking for the sound of music was a musical, the song The Lonely Goat Herd. Shit. God, of course. I, I sing that to my daughter at night when she's going to bed. I can't believe I no, forgot it's, that. It's one. Tough. Once the pressure's on to get yeah. the right answer, it, I know it I, just gets difficult. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Oh, all right. I'm going to get this one. All right. Get this one. So before we get to the okay. last one, tonight's game is brought right. to you by Wendy Wilson's Warm Woolen Mittens. Head on over to Wendy Wilson's Warm Woolen Mittens for all of your winter weather needs, whether you're spending a weekend in the ice shanty or you're spinning in circles singing at the base of the Swiss Alps. Wendy Wilson's Warm Woolen Mittens has you covered. They will package and ship anything anywhere you want it to go in a brown paper bag covered in ribbons. That's Wendy Wilson's Warm Woolen Mittens. All right, Love it. here we go. Oh, I'm going to order from that right after this. Okay. <laughs> this, this is the, the... All right, this is it. Okay. This is this is for every... Like, I will give you all of the pride points. Okay. From all of the songs. So this is... Okay. This is, uh, this is quintuple or nothing right here. <sighs> but, hey, just don't let that pressure get to you. I know, man. I know. I know. I know. Settle those nerves. Uh, you're you're the you're the Madison Bumgarner to my 2014 Royals right now. It's, it's rough. <laughs> All right. Here is the line. Uh, okay. Doe, a deer, a female deer. Mm. That is a mm. doe, a deer, a female deer. Doe, a deer, a female deer. Like Ray, a tropical sun. Me, a name. I call myself 
Ah, a long, long way to run. I know this song. So, a needle pulling thread. La, a nose that follows so. Tea, a drink with jam and bread that will bring us back to dough. <sighs> Oklahoma. It's Oklahoma. You were so close. It's, I thought... It's Oklahoma. I thought, oh, I thought you were going to get there. That is, of course, Do Re Mi from The Sound of Music. Son of a bitch. Oh, my God. I don't, I don't know how I'm going to be able to look Neil in the eye now. That's his favorite musical. I know. And I missed every time. Oh, Neil, I'm so sorry, man. We're, I, mean, I am we're so sorry. sorry. Uh, Dan, do you have a do you have a final do you have a mm. final update for us? Yeah, Neil? I do actually. I was uh, I didn't want to end it on a on a bad note. Um, I'm I'm getting reports right here on my phone because I get live reports about Neil's progress in the New York New Jersey uh, border. Uh, they're tracking him through the woods. Um, he has made his way to the Jersey Shore, and is currently holed up in a house with Snooky in the situation where he's keeping them ransom. Um, the, it's, it's looking bleak for the two cast members of the Jersey Shore right now. Uh, Neil reportedly has made a weapon out of uh, saltwater taffy and uh, leftover garbage from the, from the, from the boardwalk, and uh, is... Apparently making crazy demands, like he wants to see the Minnesota Twins win a World Series before he lets them go. So he's uh, just going to be a long standoff. It's going to be a really long standoff. So we're just, shout out to Snooky, shout out to the situation. We love you guys. Uh, you know, Jersey Shore, one of the best shows on television when it was on television. And uh, Neil, come on, man, just get it together. It's just not going to happen. We, we're just hoping for the best right now. All right, so... So tonight, we had an opportunity to explore the inner workings of Reed and Dan through examining various ideas stemming from the state of Minnesota, specifically around the Minneapolis area, an area that is near and dear to Neil's heart. What we found out is that there is a possibility that the new Yankees stadium might be a better place than Target Field. However, we'll never find out because the Yankees play in the Yankee Stadium and the Twins play in Target Field. We moved on to the top five draft where Dan and I looked at players that were absolutely at one point in their career Minnesota Twins. Dan looked at some of the disgraces for the Minnesota Twins while Reed looked on the upside and found all of the Minnesota Twins that they fumbled away right before their glory happened. We followed that up at a look at musicals, specifically one musical that we all know Neil holds just as near and dear to his heart as Minneapolis and the Minnesota Twins, and that was The Sound of Music, which Dan neglected to find any of the mm. lyrics to some of the most popular and heartfelt songs that we all know Neil sings over and over in the shower. Just remember, Neil, don't drop the soap. What does all of this mean? All of this means absolutely nothing because nobody has grown, nothing has changed, and we haven't learned a damn thing. This week's winner is going to be whoever sat through me and Dan talking to each other for the last hour. <laughs> you know who the winner's not going to be, though? The Minnesota Twins. Minnesota Twins. <laughs> 
Uh, Neil, we wish you the best, man. We wish you the best. All right. Uh, everybody out there in audio viewer land, thank you so much for joining three guys' top five irreverent draft experience this week. It was, of course, Dan. Woo! And myself, Reed, drafting our top fives. <laughs> Oh, thanks, guys. That was a blast. Yeah, I hope you enjoy. And Neil, I, just, I know you won't. I know you won't. Oh, he's going to love every second of that. Three guys just making lists. Three guys just getting blitzed. Three guys, it's our top fives. You won, but also I won. Circled by Bert. I just saw that. <laughs> Remember that sign that I made that said circle this Bert with an arrow pointing at my dick and they wouldn't put me on the Jumbotron until I put it down? Oh. Yeah. And you ruined it for everybody else around you that had all those circle me Bert signs. <laughs> oh. Swing a fly ball, hits a deep left, back is Husky, he's at the track, he's at the wall. Probably my fault. I probably shouldn't have had him out there. Husky just ran right into the wall. Ouch. He hit the wall as hard as anybody I've ever seen hit a wall that doesn't give. Oh. <laughs>